Before we get into this episode, I want to invite you to join a community of faith-based storytellers. Yes, Faith Audio Network. Now, Faith Audio Network is our online community designed to sharpen and encourage faith-based storytellers to use their voice uh, and overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. So if you know that God is calling you to speak up, if you know that in this season, God is telling you to use your voice, whether that be on stages or launching a podcast or being a guest on podcast or even doing an audio audiobook or some type of audio experience, then I want to invite you to join this community. To learn more, please visit faithaudionetwork.com. That's faithaudionetwork.com. Hello, loves, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Iron Wifey Podcast, where we sharpen and encourage one another in Christ. My name is Michaela, and I am your host, and I am so excited to have you back for another week another episode, and another opportunity to walk in God's will for our lives. Now, over the last couple of weeks, I've done a lot of solo episodes, just sharing my story with you, telling you more about my life, myself, how the Lord has helped me. And now I want to get into some of my special guests. And yes, I am super in love with today's guest as he is my husband, Duran Robertson. Now, Duran is a YouTuber. He goes by the name of Iron Angel on YouTube and he's a gamer. And so he allows the Lord to use him in order to reach the masses, in order to serve others through the avenue of gaming. And he has a very powerful faith journey, a very powerful story, which I truly believe you are going to enjoy. And so without further ado, let's get into today's episode with my husband, Duran Robertson. the podcast Duran. Hey how you doing? I am so good. Now for those of you who do not know this is the love of my life. This is my baby, my boo thing, my hubby and even though we have different backgrounds we are in the same house. He's in his office. I'm in the living room Uh, but we just wanted to make sure that you guys had an adequate way of seeing both of us and I couldn't start this podcast without bringing you on as a guest and is this the first time that I've had you as a guest on the Iron Wifey podcast? I think so yeah. We need to do better. I was like well I'll tell you dear God I'm grateful multiple times on your Instagram but yeah on YouTube first time. We need to do better for sure. So you've been doing your thing you've been led to do what you need to do and when it was the right time I would have got on regardless so it all has its time. You're right about that. Well, I am so glad that the Lord led me to interview you for this episode. I can't wait for us to dive into this conversation. I think it's going to be fire, but I do start off every single podcast interview with the same question. So Duran Robertson, honey, what does it mean to you to be about your father's business? What it means to me, well, personally, it means to live the simple directions that he has given me. Um, one thing I've learned in life is that Christian, uh, living as a child of God, being a Christian is not as uh, complicated as us Christian community, whatever you want to call it, uh, made it out to be. If you read his word, you will learn that he wants you to live a simple life. Do what he says, be led by him, and keep it stepping. So be moving in my father's business is to show that example of living a quiet, peaceful life, 
minding my business and move at his pace, which is a steady pace. So yeah, that's what it means for me. I love that simplicity. How has simplicity changed or even altered the way that you live your life? It changed me in a huge way. I mean, my life was stressful. I always felt older than I actually am. And body was breaking down, mental was breaking down, spirit was breaking down because I thought I had to do so much of this, of that, and not just living in Christ, just living in this world, period. Um, and when the Lord, when I stepped back and let the Lord teach me, instead of me thinking I know it all, um, he taught me the simplicity of things and why, and the answer to certain things in life. And once I got that answer and accepted it, which is a big deal, you got to accept it for what it is. Um, yeah, things were a lot simpler, a lot simpler. And I can go to bed in peace. I can wake up in peace. I can live in peace no matter how the world's looking. So, yeah. I love that. And honestly, I want to thank you because your approach to simplicity has helped me make that same approach to simplicity. Like you living a simple life definitely simplified things in my life. And so for us to be on this simple track, I'm here for it. I'm here for it completely. So thank you. Thank the Lord, it's not me. Oh yeah, well, praise the Lord. Um, I'm just an example, that's all. Exactly, and as the head of our household, I do appreciate you for being that example. Now, Duran, you have a very interesting career path. You have chosen to be a gaming entertainer. You are a YouTuber with your YouTube channel, Iron Angel. And I just wanna know, like, tell me a little bit about why you chose to get into gaming specifically and how gaming has kind of, how your, how your journey through gaming has grown throughout these years? Well, it all started when I was five years old. It was always an attraction to it. Um, uh, I'll never forget my parents used to say, they saw me at five, I saw something, I was just walking and they saw me stare at something and I le- went over there and learned that whole, uh, to this day, I still remember it was a Street Fighter game. And I learned everything by looking at the instructions and my parents that I caught on for a five-year-old, it shouldn't have happened like that. And so I always had a connection with it. And um, in life, I learned the older I got, the more entertaining I was for other people. So I used, before YouTube, I used to have um, friends over and they bring their friends and I would play, it would entertain them. It would be an escape for them. And that's something that I've always learned was how I entertain and my competitiveness and enjoyment of that world is an escape for a lot of people. You know, because some, you know, we take the world way too seriously. You know, there's a lot of serious stuff going on, but we take in our personal lives too seriously. What the news say, what this say, what the job say, what the girlfriend, boyfriend, wife, whatever says, you know, we take all that stuff too seriously that we don't take a break mentally. And if I, I always saw myself as a person where if I can give them a break from reality or from whatever they're going through, even not even bad things, but even good things. Cause just because you have a lot going on don't mean it's bad. Mm-hmm. But if I just give them a break and escape like a vacation, you know, then I've done my job and I always wanted to be that person. So gaming, and I'm going to give you the shorter version, but gaming has always been that way for me to give to other people in that sense. I love that. Like being an escape. Gaming is being an escape. Mm-hmm. It's done gaming... that for me in so many ways. That's a long story to get into. There's a lot to get into with that one, but it helped me get out of a lot of things. It's been a blessing. And of course, you got to do things moderately, everything you do moderately, mm-hmm. you know, but God has definitely used it to help me not go to a certain party that I shouldn't be going to or a certain family situation that's none of my business or 
uh, not get stressed out or even just to relax and enjoy. Like I said, it's not always about bad stuff. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's just an escape to enjoy. So, yeah. To give a short that. version. I love that so much. Um, now, gaming, you decided to, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about your business, um, but you have gone through many different career paths from retail to hospitality to fitness, and you chose to step out in faith and pursue this passion for gaming and turn it into not just a hobby, but a business. Walk me through that journey and what you've learned from that. <laughs> well, you know this one full well, because I tell you this all the lot, but it was because of you. You know, you showed me that it's actually possible to go for your dream, even if it doesn't look clear, because I was always built in because I was built in the fact of you got to do these nine to five jobs, even if you hate it to pay the bills and do this, do that, you know, basically stress yourself out. And when I was with you, I remember you had you told me that I could go for anything, you know, as long as God doesn't shut it down. And when I told you what my heart was. You said it's actually possible. And we was going through different things and we're still learning to this day, but we found different avenues and I was in shock of how, you know, open that opportunity is. Now it's a big sacrifice and a lot of faith because things are not guaranteed, but, yeah. you know, when God gives you something, the one guarantee I always tell people, whether if it's game, anything, if you're an artist, a singer, right, whatever, is if the Lord has put on your heart, it has a blessing with it. That's the one thing you can guarantee. Now, can you guarantee the way that you want it to happen? No, there's certain, there's been a lot of situations I wish it happened a certain way, but it didn't. But one thing that I can always guarantee is that me being in this business on full time, not one bad thing has happened. You know, nothing but blessings have happened. So that's one thing I can always guarantee is that when you step out, it's definitely a huge blessing. A lot of faith because mm -hmm. things might go the way you want to, but it doesn't mean that you're in a bad spot, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. Shout out to you. Thank the Lord for you because you asked me a question that nobody in my life, 20 some years before I met you, nobody told me I can accomplish, you know? Which I actually found surprising because all I did was ask you, you know, if nobody's you ever took dream. the time. Yeah, nobody took the time out of their day to tell me that I can go for my dream. Actually, growing up, I was told that, you know, whenever I presented something, it was always put down. And mm -hmm. so I started giving up on dreams because I was tired of being put down on it. You was the first person that actually said, you know, put it on a high pedestal. And I was in shock. And this was even before we got married. You told me that when we was dating. I, that, now that is way more, how should I say it, more impactful than just the lovey-dovey stuff of buying something for someone or mm -hmm. going out to dinner. No, to do something for here, that actually helped me because mentally I checked out. Like I was thinking, I guess this life, this nine to five stressed out life, which by the way, nine to five ain't wrong. I use it as a philosophy saying something that you don't want to do um, because you could be at home and you do not, that's not, not, that's not what you want to do. But anyway, you told, you taught me that um, I didn't have to if I didn't want to. And I sure did not want to. <laughs> so I stepped out. It took a minute to actually surrender to that. Like I said, that's another long story, but mm -hmm. it uh, took a minute to surrender to that. But once I did, I, I'm not going back. And so, yeah, that's the I quick story. <laughs> well, you know, I know the long story, but yeah. the quick story is good. Uh, you talked about how when you step out and you chase your dreams, there's always a blessing guaranteed. 
how did you know that what you were pursuing now was your dream? You know, for those out there who don't think they have a dream or don't know what their dream is, how did you figure out what your dream was? Um, it took time. Uh, I'm not saying it all happened like that. It didn't. Um, I went to the Lord and as much as I didn't, as I didn't want to ask this prayer, I knew I had to, so I didn't waste time. I asked him if it's not his will for me to do this, can he remove it? Can mm -hmm. things go bad? Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Can uh, things go bad? Can nothing work out? I'm in a financial crisis, all this other stuff, you know, stuff. My computer breaks down every time, even if it's new. I asked God, if it wasn't meant to be, please remove it instead of spending and investing so much time and money into it. Mm -hmm. and I'm telling you, it's literally been the opposite, and what I mean by that is when I say, if it's not meant to be, can remove it, he's actually added onto it, and his scripture says, all good and perfect things come from the Lord, and nothing, everything I've gotten from this journey I've been into has been good and perfect, and that's how I knew, because you have to know what the Lord's word says, because people are looking for something, but the answer could be right in front of them, but if you don't know God's word, you don't know it's there, so I studied what the, uh, how, like I did, I, I was like, okay, how would I know if it's coming for the Lord? Cause sometimes God ain't going to say it blatantly to you. You got to like, just read his words. So I, this is your dream. Yeah. He might not do it like that. So he could, or he could not, but I'm not going to wait on that. I'd rather look at his word and in his word, it says all good, not some good, not part good, most good. It said all good and perfect things come from the Lord. And without going to full detail, because that's like, that's a long story that in this journey it's been nothing but good and uh, perfect the only thing mm -hmm. that i'm uh i can't even say going through but doing is being patient for other things but being patient is not a bad thing no. you know mm -hmm. i already described what bad kind of bad things it could be so that's how i knew when i read his word i'm like wow you gotta take his word and put it in your life okay it's good and perfect happening to me right now and not in my eyes but in the lord's eyes yeah Okay, because people might think, oh, it's good and perfect. I'm getting money. Nah, doesn't mean that. The devil can give you money. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, you gotta look at the situation. Are you pure in heart? Are you because it's it's also spiritually, well, it's first of all spiritually. Are you walking in his faith and faith mm -hmm. in him? Are you pure in heart? Are you patient? Are you still loving the Lord first, loving your wife first? Are you, you know, putting God first and everything you're doing? Are you giving him your all? Because you gotta give God your all or none at all. Mm -hmm. You know, so that stuff was flowing out of my life and then the physical as well. So that's how I knew. It took time, you know, but I had yeah. to, if you really cared, you're going to pay attention. And I yeah. paid close attention to every detail because I told myself, as much as I don't want to, if it ain't meant to be, I'll close it off. I'll close it off. I'll close it down. I don't want to waste time. I won't be 40, 50, 60 and be like, oh, finally get the picture that was never meant to be. But mm. yeah. That's good. And you've been in this journey for seven years this weekend mm -hmm. seven years you posted i remember you started your youtube channel february 5th 2015 and yeah. you posted your first video february it's a cringe 7th. fest video but yes it was my <laughs> first. yeah i can't watch that video it's such a cringe because i've elevated such a different stage of now that i look at it, i'm like it's just progress it's but progress. i keep it there because mm -hmm. it's memories and it'll be a testimony one day so it will yeah. definitely it's all progress now, I started this conversation now um, asking you about what it means to be about your father's business. How are you carrying out the father's business in this avenue, in gaming? Like, how are you 
doing the father's business through this YouTube channel or through entertainment? Oh, what the direction I'm taking. One thing that <laughs> and a, lot, you'll, a lot of people who are stepping out is going to receive this kind of test as well. You're going to get a lot of tests to follow your own understanding, which and what that means is follow what everybody else say you should do, what the world says you should do. You should lie when you do videos. You should do menacing things to get clout, or that's the big word. You should and clout chase by any means necessary. You should not be yourself, you know, in mm -hmm. these situations. I've been through those tests so many times, especially when things were very slow. You know, maybe I should do this, do this, but I have to remember why I'm here. You know, yes, this is an enjoying moment, but I'm also here to lift up the Lord. And the only way I can lift up the Lord is to walk in his direction. His direction is going to take a lot of faith, but faith in him brings glory to him. Because when we're finally blessed, it's because of the Lord. It's nothing we did. Because obviously in the journey, everything I tried to do didn't work. But when I step out on faith, as in Jesus asking Peter to step out the boat and walk into the water, when I did that, Mm -hmm. It's now all the Lord because Peter can't walk on water. The Lord did that for him. Mm -hmm. I can't make this grow. The Lord did that for me. So we always got to make sure that we are in a place where we know only the Lord is making this happen. I'm a vessel. I give God my all to what he's given me. But again, it's what he's given me. It's not what I give to myself. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't interview me when the abundance happened. I'm like, yeah, I did this and I made sure I put this time. No, it's no. The Lord taught me. The Lord gave me the time. And so how I'm about my father's business to show people that I did it the way the Lord led me to. Mm -hmm. Was it the most popular thing to do? No. The things I do in my entertainment is not the most popular. But that's a faith wall because like you can still make it even though what people out there might say looks foolish. Mm -hmm. You're not doing the the catchy, trendy, causing drama things. Mm -hmm. I'm not that kind of, I'm not, I'm not that person. That's not how God made me. So it takes a lot of faith. And that's a testimony itself. It's like, man, I had somebody in my comments was like, how do you keep going? Because you don't do what the normal person does. Yeah, you're not but doing you enjoy. You're not doing like, you know, evil things to people. You're just yeah, or, or stuff just to get, you know, that's not me. Yeah. It don't even have to be like the bad stuff. It's just stuff that's not, it could be good things, but it's just not me, Yeah. you know? And the way I lived up the Lord's name is to show that even if how he let me get the desire he gave me is not the most popular, it will be the most successful Okay. because his hand is in it. Nothing I did, you Got know, it. when it's all said that, like I used to say back then, if Oprah asked me, <laughs> you know, what did you do? I can say all I did was obey the Lord. And then I can give her details of how I did that. But I give him the credit because I know I'm not in this stage I am now without him. If I did it everybody else's way, even if it seemed like it worked for them, it would have gone down because I'm not, there's no lifting the Lord's name in that. It's lifting everybody else out there and their philosophy's name. So I can guarantee y'all right now, whoever's watching, if the Lord is leading you to do something, more than likely, it's going to be something that's uncomfortable. My uncomfortable mm -hmm. meaning is not the most capturing to the world, yep. but he needs you to be different. So the difference leads to him because you mm -hmm. can say, man, this wasn't the most popular thing, but the Lord took, as the Bible said, the foolish thing to confound the wise. The wise. Mm -hmm. And I've seen situations already where stuff I'm doing is confounding those who think they know what they was doing. They're like, how are you even in this position? You know, and I can give God, God like, yo, I can tell you, it ain't me. I'm just doing what the Lord's given me and giving him my all. 
because always make sure you give them your all. You know, my what I tell my wife here all the time is when the Lord fed the, the multitude, he asked for the kid, how much do you got? You know, mm -hmm. he said, I got two fish and five loaves. And he said, well, give it to me. That's all we have to do. That's our job is give to give it to have. him. We can't look at the situation and say, oh, we can't feed a multitude. If, that's not our job. We're not God. That's not our job. Lift up the Lord's name by just doing what he says. Be simple. If he says, just do it, that means give your all. If you're an artist and he says, draw the, the painting and do it perfectly, then do it perfectly. Hmm. Even if nobody's watching you because he's watching you and he'll draw the person. This one story, I, I can't remember the person's name. It's on Google. Y'all can look it up. But this artist sitting out there said, you know what? I want to step out um, and be a full-time artist. Nobody will watch her stuff or nothing like that. I think she did it on Twitch and then she went did it publicly. Nobody, maybe one would show up at her event. One person showed up though, uh, after a while of doing it, she uh, she just kept going. She's like, I know God let me to do this, so on and so forth. Uh, one day, the one person was the one person that changed her life completely, that the Lord used to change her life. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't the multitude, the millions of people, but mm -hmm. that one person just happened to walk by, saw it, and the Lord used that person to take her into, I mean, heights bigger than she ever imagined. Now she's doing the multitude, you know? Now she's doing the multitude, but it's about just doing what God led you to do. That's it. That. Whether if one looks at you, whether if none, there's moments where none looked in my direction. And just believe that all God has to do is send one and it'll change your whole situation. So the Iron Wifey podcast is designed to sharpen and encourage men and women in Christ. And so when I release these podcast episodes, when I'm recording, when I am praying over what to release to you, the word that God has for the week, it is to send out a message that is going to encourage or send out a message that is going to sharpen others. And in order to send out that message, of course, yes, I post, I put it out there. I have you guys here to listen to it, but I also encourage you to have feedback. I encourage you to let me know what you think. I encourage you to rate, review, subscribe. So if you are listening to this podcast on podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, Anchor, whatever you're listening to this podcast on, please rate, review, subscribe. It helps. It grows the podcast. It gets the message out there and it allows for other people to receive a word that's going to sharpen and encourage them. But if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe to this YouTube channel and comment below your takeaways from this episode, because I believe that each and every message that is put out there is spirit, dri spirit driven and God led. And so I just want to make sure that I am being obedient and I know that I am being obedient when at least one person is impacted by this message. And so if you are that one, please let me know, comment below how this message has helped you. And that's it. So let's get back into this episode. So honey, before we went to break, you were talking about how it just takes one person to change your life. One person to bless you, one person to open up the doors of opportunity, one person to change your life pretty much. And all you have to do is be simple and be obedient to the Lord's call. Mm -hmm. Now, one person in specific, one person specifically in the Bible who we talk about a lot is Joseph. Yeah. And Joseph is a huge example of one person, <clears throat> of having one person change his entire life. However, Joseph was went through many, many troubles before he was able to 
get that one person to change his entire life. And it's funny because you actually, um, you introduced me to the movie King of Dreams, Joseph King of Dreams, because all I knew was, you know, Prince of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And so that movie is, was so inspiring to me because it tells the story of Joseph. And when Joseph was taken from his homeland, like when his brother sold him into slavery, he ended up in, you know, in Potiphar's house. He ended up being a slave under this Egyptian king. And so, so often you mentioned how you are a modern day Joseph. Can you tell me what that means exactly? Why do you uh, believe you're a modern day Joseph? I've been saying that um, because things that happened to him happened to me. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised the day whenever I get to heaven uh, from time, uh, if I, whenever I meet Joseph, I wouldn't be surprised if we look the same. Like, that's how much I think of comparison because things in my life, um, while going to detail, is, have been basically just like him. You know, the dreams I've had as a child, the dreams of, you know, like how Joseph, with the details of his dreams, like the detail of my dream, uh, family not liking what I said about stuff and, you know, sold me into you know slavery not literally but and w- betrayed me as a family member you know all for something that I was given to you know gift like I didn't you know mm-hmm. I didn't ask for the dreams it was like this is what God sent me I'm just get, informing you what's going on and I've gotten uh betrayed by that in multiple ways where I had to where I was in areas where no family was around and I'm meeting different people like Potiphar and and Joseph's story and all that stuff being betrayed like Potiphar's wife did and been sent to prison in life. Um, and my prison was, and I'm going to be real, my prison was my mental. Mm. My mental was my prison because a lot of bad things was happening that I thought this was my life. Like, this is it. Mm. Asking God, why in the world did you give me these dreams? But this stuff is keep happening to me. Yeah. But I gave up the loss of my cousin, rest in peace, messed up my mental as well because he was like a brother to me. And just it was just one thing after another of stuff that if you look at my life, if it was like in a movie, it was stuff that I never asked for. It just mm-hmm. happened to me. You know, I didn't ask for the dream, got the dream. Never asked for my, I didn't want my family to be mad at me for things that the guy told me to let them know. They got mad at me and let me, you know, being quote unquote disowned, being sold, you know, stepping out these situations with random people that I've known my mental state. Now that was my fault because I let life break me down instead of returning to the Lord. But once I did and returned to the Lord, like Joseph did and let the Lord know that he knows better than I do, mm-hmm. things started to change. And now I'm in the season of Potiphar getting me out of prison. I've been out of prison. Now I'm in the season of, excuse me, I'm in the season of seeing Pharaoh and like Pharaoh, like how Joseph told Pharaoh the dream, and that dream took Joseph from jail to what we call now the penthouse or the mansion of Egypt, <laughs> yeah. where he owned all Egypt, which, by the way, some people don't know this, but Egypt did not care anything about the Lord. They had their own guys, and Joseph still ruled. He still had favor, which Proverbs 3 says, you please the Lord, let love and faithfulness never leave you. You'll have favor with God and man. And Joseph had favor in a land that did not love the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, and he ruled it all except Pharaoh. Imagine that. You're not even yeah. from that area and he ruled it all. And I'm stepping into that season. And I know the season's coming where the family that 
disown that put me down for something the Lord led me to tell them it's going to come back because I love my family. I have no ill will. Um, it's just what the Lord sent me to do. And, but I know the same way the brothers came back, the family will come back. We're going to be reunited again. And now the blessings that God's given me in this season, I'm able to bring that family over here and let them enjoy the blessings as well. So I just things in my life, I'm sorry, I'm trying to give you the quick version, no, but a lot of great. things in my life, if it, if it was like turned into a movie, you could put that into Joseph's story mm -hmm. and put it together. The only thing that's not finished yet is the, is the Pharaoh part and get into there. I'm in that season now mm -hmm. and the reconciliation of family being brought together too. We're getting there though, but yeah, I always, I even had dreams of me and Joseph sitting, next, standing next to each other and stuff like that. So I remember I was told, it was like, you're this modern day Joseph. And I was like, oh, and again, never asked for it, but if that's what the mm -hmm. Lord wants me to do, then I'll do it. And it's not like I had a choice. Some things I didn't choose to do. It just happened to me. So, you know, but yeah. Man, I love that. Now you talked about how, if you were to put your life and Joseph's life together, you almost believe that y'all would look exactly alike. <laughs> Like even to the point where physically, appearance-wise, you guys would be alike. Yeah. And I, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I always believe. Well, it's not what I believe. The Bible says nothing's new under the sun. So yeah. somebody looked like you to a thousand, two thousand years ago. Somebody looked like me. Whoever's watching, somebody looked like you before. Mm -hmm. There's been another Duran or Angel. There's been another Michael. You know, I always had this mindset of, <laughs> I think, thousands of years ago, whenever Joseph uh, that year was that he literally looked the exact, it sounded like me and everything. I think we look just the same. That's why just something, I, you know, do I know that for a fact? No, but I always, just something in my mind, especially when I had the dream and he was like, I'm Joseph and he looked just like me, you know. I love that. So basically Joseph was fine. Uh, okay. <laughs> I guess so. I was like, if that's what you say, I was like, I'm not going to. I mean, if he looked like you, he was fine. Uh, okay, if that's what you say. <laughs> Um, but I actually wanted, I, I wanted to bring you on because I remember you always saying how you were the modern day Joseph. And I was having Bible study recently and the Lord put on my spirit, how similar you and Joseph truly are. And I was amazed by the similarities. Now you kind of broke down a little bit about your personal life when it comes to your family life and Joseph and his family life. Um, but in the Bible study, the Lord was showing me a lot about your professional life and how the Lord has brought you so far in that. Um, but as I was doing Bible study, here are some of the similarities that I was able to pull out between you and Joseph. Now, for starters, being sold into slavery. You mentioned how you were sold into slavery uh, mentally in the mind. But for those who don't know, your story started so many years ago when it comes to professional. Like you, you spoke about the personal, but this is just detailing the professional. Now, Joseph was physically, physically sold into slavery. He was sold to work as a slave. And you have fulf not fulfilled, but you have filled the positions of roles in the workplace that yeah. aren't necessarily glorified. You've been a janitor. You've been an engineer. You've been uh, a maintenance guy. You've <laughs> Positions these that I didn't sign up for, but as soon as I get the job, they put me over there or yes. I didn't have the job. So it was like, no job, no money. So it was like, this is not what I signed up for. doesn't matter. And I was like, oh. Mm -hmm. And so sold into slavery from more of a financial aspect where 
you are allowing the money that comes in and the work that you're doing to serve other people in a manner that's more slave-like, more physical labor than mm-hmm. anything. Um, from your job at LA Fitness, being a janitor at LA Fitness, to working well, in a hotel. You just reminded me, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I did get uh, accused like how Potiphar's wife did, but just in a different way, through LA Fitness and GameStop. Uh-huh. So, you know. Yep. And that's actually a similarity that yeah. I pulled out. <laughs> I lost... I lost two jobs over a lie that never mm-hmm. happened, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I got so, lied against saying if, you know, well, yeah, like I lied both times, GameStop and uh, LA Fitness. I was the top worker of the district and I got lied to by someone who just didn't like me because I worked them. And mm-hmm. the lie, apparently they believed it and I was jobless. So, but yeah, it was on my resume as being fired twice. I never forget it because I called my mom uh, and I was like, oh, no, not my mom. I called my brother and I was like, imagine getting fired twice for something you didn't do. <laughs> so, yep. and it, yeah, like I said, then I let it mess with me mentally because it made me feel like even when you do the right thing, you get punished for it and mm-hmm. all this stuff. But yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean, you pretty much just covered everything I was about to say. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. you're good. Literally, like, sold into slavery, but even in the positions where you were not necessarily the the head honcho, you were promoted. So like you went went into LA Fitness, you started off as a janitor and then you were promoted to where you started hiring janitors and you had a team underneath you. You went into uh, GameStop and ended up being promoted to like lead or something like that. Like something where you were selling cards and stuff like that. You went into uh, house, not housekeeping, but uh, hospitality. And, you know, you were like second in command when it came to engineering. You had one person over you who was your boss. And so even in these positions, (laughs) hey, Jackie, even in these positions, you were still promoted just as Joseph was promoted to the head of the household, the head of all the slaves. Or when he became, um, when he went to jail, he was promoted to the head person in the jail where he was underneath or over all of the other jail participants. Prisoners, prisoners. Um, Another similarity was Potiphar was blessed because of Joseph. Mm. When Joseph was working in the household, everything that happened in that household was blessed because of Joseph. When you were working in LA Fitness, everything was blessed. You had guests coming up to you left and right. I had guests coming up to me talking about, oh, that's your husband. I only work out here because he works here and he keeps the gym clean. Oh, that's (laughs) him. I want to buy him lunch. Or when you were at Target, you worked at Target for seven years. Nine. Nine years. Jesus. I thought it was seven. (laughs) Lord. Okay. You worked at Target for nine years. And even after you left, people were still like, Oh my gosh, Duran, can you please come back? It hasn't been the same without you. It's crazy you say that because yet last year we went to visit home mm-hmm. and went to that Target and they said that. I was like, yo, I haven't been to Target almost five years, five mm-hmm. or six years. Y'all, it's like, still not to say it. it. It baffled me. I'm like, wow. I was like, uh, well, I'm not coming back one, but you know, <laughs> sorry. I was like, um, but it just showed, you know, when the blessing of the Lord is on you, you know, it stays it's a difference mm-hmm. like same with you when you left the hotel it wasn't the same they told it you that they was texting yeah. you and everything keep asking you to come back and everything it's just it's not about yes it's the hard work uh, because you work unto the lord 
but when you work unto him, his spirit stays around. When his spirit is around, protection, blessings, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. LA Fitness, I was having guests buying memberships without me asking them because I'm not going to, that's the salesman job. I'm not going to do, I had enough work on me as it is. I just like, I was just hospitable to people. I talked to them, make sure they're good and stuff. And I think that's where it started for me, where employees wasn't liking me because I had a guest. Uh, I didn't know uh, some salespeople was going to like, they take money from me. I didn't know that because I guess when you get in a sales, you get a, a guest uh, sign, you get a uh, cut from that. Yep. But because it was saying my name, you know, I was taking the cut <laughs> from the salespeople. Yeah. And I never forget that one guest was like, I ain't signing until I know he got the money. And I was like, I was supposed to get money. I didn't know that, you know? And he was like, yeah, I'm not signing until he gets the money. Then all the guests started to be like that. And they was like, oh, we got to get rid of him. And yeah, that's when the whatever lie to this day. And the funny thing is they didn't even know they just started making up stuff. But yeah, it was just when you have the spirit of the Lord, you work unto the Lord, not unto people. When you work unto people, you're trying to impress somebody. When you work into the Lord, you impress him. When you impress him, everything goes well. You know, Amen. even when, if it don't look good, it's, it's going to be good for you. So yeah. And you know, in the process of that you're going to have the enemies, but know that when something happens, it's always a blessing for you. When I got fired, both times I got a job right away both times that's true mm-hmm. you know literally the next day I had another job immediately mm-hmm. so the Lord always blessed that was more of a test for me and I guess for the story of like how what happened to Joseph happened to me because I mm-hmm. I had days where I'd be mad in my house and I'd be sitting in my room asking God why did this happen I didn't cheat nobody I didn't steal from nothing mm-hmm. I didn't sleep with the balls I didn't do nothing I'm mm-hmm. like I literally did my job perfectly, mind my business, and I get fired, you know, so, but then the more you study, like, oh, that had to happen. Yeah. The Lord used it in order to put you in the position to where you are now. So, you know, thank God I don't have to happen again, but, you know, (laughs) not saying I like that happen, but I'm glad that, you know, the Lord used me, you know, not that he set up for me to get fired. Let me get that. It's not like he was like, hey, fire Duran you know, but he prepared me for it. So Joseph is using his gifts of interpretation in jail, in this place of enslavement, where you, once you got fired, started using your gifts of entertainment and really Uh, pursuing, what was that? The gift of time. Ooh, break that down for me. What do you mean? I said that's in the Bible. It says, you know, the gift of time, you know, using your time for someone else, Mm. you know. Okay. Because entertainment is not the part of God's gift. And someone, i never forget, um, they didn't say it to me directly, but it was like, well, entertainment is not the gift or basketball is not the gift. What is in it that is the gift? And what it, and I had to search for myself, what is in my entertainment that's a gift? My time. To be an hmm. escape for somebody. You know, my first year starting this stuff, someone, someone, not the best one I ever heard from him in years, but he said he was going to commit suicide. He bumped to my channel mm-hmm. and he liked my energy with it because it felt like I was talking to him. You know, I wasn't trying to beg him for like, subscribe. That's why I don't really do that because, uh, you know, the Lord will bring that when it's time. I'm here yeah. for a mission, which is to be an escape for someone, a laugh for someone, an intense moment of a, whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm that, I'm that for that person. And if I can help you, excuse me, not commit suicide, which is a big deal. 
And yeah. it hit me hard, especially at that time, um, due to some personal things or someone personal to me who committed suicide. You know, that meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. It was like, wow. It was like, in a way, it was like a redeeming factor because, you know, of something that happened in my past. It was like, wow, you know, the Lord used me for that and I was thankful for it. So yeah, time is my gift. Hmm. And I, the Lord has opened doors for me to do it in different ways, not just that way, not in getting, not in just gaming, but in all different, a lot of different ways. So yeah. If your gift is time and you are giving your gift to others to help them, how has the gift of time helped you? Well, God has definitely been the prime example of what giving time to someone is. <laughs> Knowing the foolish things I've done and the the turmoils I went through in life and the pain and just longevity of other things, the Lord has taken his time with me. When I needed someone to talk to and nobody physically was there I can talk to, he showed me him and I could talk to him. He showed me his patience and then seeing how he was patient with me taught me to be patient with others. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, it helped me just to see who he was. Like if I didn't know what it was through him, I would have never done it the right way to other people. Hmm. So yeah, that's what it was for me. Awesome. Well, Duran, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people support you? Where can they find you? Where can they reach out and bless you? Um, well, you can follow me on YouTube. Uh, if you want to escape a good time, I like to have a good time. I uh, play video games. I chill in them. I talk with my brother with them. I play competitive. I talk trash in a fun way. Uh, you know, all that stuff on my uh, YouTube channel, which is Iron Angel, um, which is capital I-R-O-N, capital A-N-G-E-L. You can follow me on Twitter at IronAngel321. Again, it's capital I, capital A. And you can follow me on Instagram at IronAngel underscore. And yeah, there's different right. uh, ways. My YouTube has different avenues if you want to support there as well. And uh, yeah, that's it. So, Duran, before I leave, I just have two questions that I want to ask you. Now, okay. Iron Wifey is derived from Proverbs 27, 17. That states that as iron sharpens iron, one person sharpens another. So our motto here is as iron sharpens iron, one woman sharpens another. You, my friend, are not a woman. But (laughs) how do you sharpen the women in your life? How do I sharpen the women in my life? The women in your life. Woman in my life. Let me make that clear. And she's looking at me. I was like, you have a mother. Women in my life. I'm like, there's only one in my life. But uh, cousins. Just how do you sharpen the women in your life? Oh, I mean, I don't discriminate. I'm a light to male and female, both the same. You know, the leather bottle says, let the, your light shine so that others may see, not that so men can see or women can see. So you're a light to everybody the same. So as I said, if you're talking about a woman like you, that's a different answer. But, you know, to just in, a woman, women in general, I let the light of Christ shine just like I do for the men as well. So, How do you sharpen the one woman in your life? Uh, primarily being the example that God wants me to be. I can teach, I can talk, I can do all that, but if I'm not living it, it's all a mess. So, you know, primarily being the example God has. I love it. Now, I love gratitude, and I have another podcast called Dear God, I'm Grateful, as well as Mm -hmm. a platform called Dear God, I'm Grateful. And so gratitude is so big in my heart. And so I want you to repeat after me and then insert your answer. Dear God, I'm grateful for dot, dot, dot. 
dear God, I'm grateful for him being patient with me because without it, I wouldn't be where I am now. I love it. Duran, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for being a light. Thank you so much for walking by faith. Thank you so much for being the modern day Joseph that you know you're called to be. Thank you for sharing your story, uh, for sharing how the Lord is moving in your life. I can't wait to see what's next. You know, you've already talked about how you're in that season where Pharaoh is going to be calling your name soon and you'll be, you know, ruler over or second in command over Egypt. And so I can't wait to see how the Lord opens that door for you. This is my year of execution and double blessings. I'm proclaiming it over your life as well. But I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I love you. I love you so much. I love you too. Hey, thank you for having me. Uh, guys, didn't I tell you that he was amazing? I mean, not just for me, like I know he's amazing, but um, just as a man of God, as a man of faith, as a man in general, like he is just a very truly amazing person. He has an amazing story. I mean, to think like the modern day Joseph, like that, that was powerful in itself. And as I did the Bible study to see the similarities between the two of them, I was like, whoa, Lord. Okay. Okay. I see it. Um, but I love how he just mentioned how he believes that he and Joseph are so similar that they probably look alike and that nothing's new under the sun. So, you know, we all got a doppelganger out there somewhere, or we may be somebody else's doppelganger, but since nothing is new under the sun, I would love to know who I look like, you know, who the Lord created first. And then I was able to just match the face, you know? Um, but anyway, I am so happy that I was able to open up with him as our guest today. I'm so excited on what the Lord is doing in his life and this season that he is in in life and his obedience and his simplicity and how it has led him down this journey, down this path. And so I am just so excited that you all get a little taste. It's just a little taste of the amazing man who I get to spend my life with. But without further ado, that does conclude today's episode of the Iron Wifey podcast. And we will catch you loves on another episode next Sunday. Bye.